Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at in today's show. Show 86. How to make your TV smart with Android. Staying organised with a smart watch. How to track aircraft with a cheap dongle. London area codes and portable hams. Plus, tricky trees blocking Sky TV. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Starting off with TV Sport, we're still waiting for details of BT Sport, which is set to include content from ESPN, but Sky has launched an interesting service via its Now TV platform. For a one-off payment, you can get a 24-hour pass to all six of Sky's sports channels. The service is available now on desktops, tablets, smartphones and Xbox. Note though that Sky Sports is not available via Now TV on UView. There's links on our show notes. Next, digital TV service Freesat has launched a new set-top box, and it's white. The new Humax 1TB box has built-in Wi-Fi and the new FreeTime program guide. Last month, YouTube launched on some Freesat boxes, but sadly, the on-demand movie service, Box Office 365, has now ceased broadcasting on Freesat. Also no longer broadcasting is the digital music station NME, which closed in March after nearly five years on air. Next, some good news for jet setters with an Android-powered mobile. Google has just released an update for the Google Translate app, which now supports offline language translation. Previous versions of the free smartphone app required an internet connection to get translations, which could rack up expensive mobile roaming charges. Pick up the new app in the Google Play Store now. Next, projects started with funding from Kickstarter are all the rage, and we'll be talking about one later in the show. Another one of these user-funded projects could be about to shake up the game's console market. Ouya is an HD console powered by Android, which will offer games on a free-to-try basis, and may also provide access to streaming game service on live. The price for this console? $99, and it starts shipping in June. Next, bad news for users of Google's Newsreader service. The excellent online RSS aggregator, Google Reader, is due to cease from the 1st of July. Many angry users are now searching for a replacement, with Feedly seeming to be a good choice. There's news that the service Dig will also be launching a replacement for Google Reader soon. Any thoughts on a replacement? Please get in touch. And finally, sticking with Google, according to details found in a patent, it seems that Android OS smartphones may be able to make use of your GPS location to check local weather conditions before you take a photo with a built-in camera. Future smartphones may be able to adjust the settings, such as the white balance, based on your local weather forecast, to give you the best snap possible. Clever Google. Say cheese. Thanks, Pete. For more news stories, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news. Frequency Cast. Now loading. Focus. 
Focus Time, and here I am with Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Pete. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, we're going to be looking at a rather nifty little piece of technology. Uh, hold your hand out, please. Okay. What have you got in your hand? Well, apparently a Wi-Fi and TV cloud stick. So just read me these couple of emails. These are in from listeners and they explain why this is the first item we're looking at today. Okay, so we've got one from Steve Abbey. He says, hey guys, love the show. Can you do a slot on Android sticks for TV? I have been looking at these. Are they all much of a muchness or are some better than others? Okay, and we also had this one from Darren Murphy. He says, have you used any of these Android TV sticks? I see a lot on sale from China. Was wondering if they're any good. Well, we're about to find out. We're in front of a very large HD TV. We are indeed. Prepare to be amazed. What I've just done is plugged this USB stick into the back of the TV's HDMI socket. You have to connect it to the mains, so I'm using a standard USB mains charger that's actually an iPhone charger. It has to be rated at 1 amp, and I've switched it on, and at the moment we're looking at a picture of a spinning blue Android. Would you agree? I agree. There we go. We're in the desktop, so it says uh, what the weather is. What's the weather at the moment? Zero. Real feel, though, is minus eight. Yeah, that's about right outside. So the, uh, the forecast for the rest of the week, sunny and cloudy. So we're actually looking at an interface here, which is powered by the Android system. This is actually Android uh, 4.0. What do you reckon? First impressions? I think it looks quite slick, like a normal desktop. It's quite nice to be able to access it via your TV. The main plug on the front of it is an HDMI plug, which plugs into your telly. There are two other sockets. One of them is a micro USB for the power. The other one is a standard USB, which we're using for a wireless keyboard and mouse. Now, you have to buy those separately. Here's the keyboard. I've got this little cheapo one here. Yeah, it's not too bad. Just have a little scroll around. You can either use the keyboard or the mouse. So basically, you connect it up to your own wireless, and you can literally use it in exactly the same way you would a laptop. Pretty much, yeah. So it's powered by the Android operating system, which you find on smartphones like Samsung's and HTC's. Really, it's designed for a tablet. But so there you go. So you're into Google. Didn't take that long to load up, did it? No, it really didn't take that long at all. I'll tell you what is quite interesting, and uh, those listening at home might want to try this. Just go, as you fired up the Google page, you know when you start doing autocomplete, when you start typing in something into Google? Yeah. Just start typing in frequency cast and see what autocompletes. Oh my God, I come up second. <laughs> so frequency cast comes up first, and then I come up, frequency cast Kelly comes up second. Isn't that freaky? There you go. Go on, you might, might as well look at yourself. Yeah, go on. I'm quite intrigued, actually. It's quite narcissistic to do this, isn't it? But very, very strange to see myself come up that high in a Google search. And of course, we're just watching this on the telly. So we're not actually looking at a laptop or a, a tablet here. This is all on screen. If I look at the web browser there, you can click on the frequency cast link. So there you go. It can play our shows. It can play our video clip. And it's a Google web browser. So uh, not bad, eh? I'm absolutely sold. I really, really like this. I spend so much time catching up on TV and other bits and pieces on my iPad. And it gets quite annoying having to hold it for an entire show so to be able to actually do it on my television would be fantastic okay we've just gone back to the home page here so as well as the the little weather plug-in and some web shortcuts what other apps have we got uh, uh, on this well you've still got your email camera 
Play Store. Yep, it supports the full Android Play Store, so all the Google Play apps are there and you can just download whatever apps you want. There's a great gallery there so you can upload any of your pictures, so next time you're showing your friends and family you don't need to get out the physical thing, you can just do a lovely slideshow. And this is brilliant. Now, what I've done is I've preloaded my particular Android stick with a bunch of video clips and photos and music, and this is where it really comes into its own, because what you can do is put things like, let's say, a, a work presentation video file or a a PowerPoint presentation on there and just take it into a customer's offices and plug it into their telly. You don't need to bring a projector or your own laptop or anything. Literally, you can just physically plug that into their telly and run your business presentations. When you're not using your TV, can you also use it as a slideshow of pictures, almost like wall art? Yep, absolutely. Yep, and as you can see, it's actually scrolling through images in the uh, in the gallery there. I'm absolutely sold. You can also use it to make your existing TV a smart TV. So what I've just done, for instance, is I've just fired up the BBC iPlayer app, and let's just see what's it loading there. Just give me a few of the program names. We've got the Challenger, Project Nim, Oh Kung Fu Panda, fantastic, and the Andrew Marr Show. Now, I have to say, when I first started looking at the reviews of these things, there were a few people complaining that you couldn't get the iPlayer to run on these devices. And sure enough, when I very first tried it, couldn't get it to work. But I found the fix. And what you need to do is, in the web browser, is you change one of the settings, which is the user profile. And sure enough, you can get into iPlayer. So let's just try it. I'm going to try and go into a, a TV show here. I'm actually going to go for Bluestone 4.2. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen that. Oh, awesome. That is very good. So there we go. We've just been sitting watching a clip of Bluestone 4.2 on the uh, iPlayer, and it works. It does indeed. We've looked at photos, we've looked at video, we've listened to MP3s. We've got a podcast app installed. Of course, YouTube is all working. And um, there's all sorts of other gaming things on here. We've got Game Boy and N64-oid and all sorts of weird little weather widgets. I've managed to get my email on here, so my Google Mail's working. I am very, very impressed. I think I will be kitting my house out with one of these. And how much are they? They are £30. That is absolutely right. And the earlier emails we had from Stephen and Darren were asking if there's a difference between the various models. The one we've picked is pretty much the cheapest we could find. It's actually powered by Android version 4.0 as opposed to the newer 4.1. 4 gig of onboard RAM, you can get them in 8 and 16 versions and either with slightly older or slightly newer software. 30 quid upwards, they're not the fastest. If I'm honest, there's a couple of incidents where the video hasn't quite been as smooth as I'd like, but for 30 quid to add a web browser and a video player to your telly, you can't really go wrong, can you? No, I quite like that. So if you wanted to upgrade though, what do they go up to? Well, the most expensive one I've found is about £90, which is a 16 gig version running the very latest uh, operating system bundled with a keyboard and a mouse. So it does get more expensive, but uh, entry level to play with one of these things, 30, 40 quid. That's not bad. Even the £90, it's cheaper than getting a tablet or a laptop. So it might be worth the investment. Now, let's change the subject and talk about another USB stick. Okay, now this one's going to take me a couple of seconds to set up, so uh, talk amongst yourselves while I just do some connecting. Okay, I fired up the laptop and the software, and basically what we've got is the USB stick plugged into the computer here with this little connector. Go on, you can do this for me because these are a fiddly little connector to try. That connector there, have you ever seen one of those? Uh, no. It's called an MXR connector, very small and fiddly. Just see if you can connect it in for me. It is a little fiddly. It's very, very tiny. Now, these have been around for a while. This isn't particularly cutting edge. This is a Freeview receiver on a USB stick. The deal there being you plug this into your computer, 
and it comes with some software called Blaze, which will let you watch all of the Freeview channels. Okay. And it also has PVR software in, so you can use your laptop or your computer to record Freeview, much as you would with a PVR or a video recorder. Up to how much? As much as there is space on the laptop. Where this gets clever, though, is this particular make uses a rather unusual radio module. So not only can it get Freeview, it can also get FM radio and also DAB. Okay, now I understand why you quite like it. But it gets more clever. If you install a rather clever little driver that someone has found, it unlocks all of the tuning capabilities of this. So rather than just tuning into the DAB and the Freeview frequencies, it will tune into anything, right the way down into the HF band, all the way up into the satellite band. It is a full multi-band receiver. Isn't that quite dangerous? Yes. That's what you like it again, isn't it? <laughs> right, so let me just fire up this little application and we'll see if we can get this to work. Right, now what I've done is I've loaded up a piece of software called RTL1090 and ADSB Scope. And effectively, that is tuned into a frequency of... 1090 megahertz. And that frequency is used by the aircraft transponders that go overhead. So as a plane goes overhead, we should, we've got to just wait a little bit for it to happen. But as it picks up its transponder, it will overlay onto ADSB scope and you can see the tracks of the uh, local aircraft. I feel like you're tapping into some military thing that should not be used at all. Well, it does feel a little bit like that. Now, if you've got an iPhone app, you can get these tracker apps that let you point at a plane and it gives you the, the transponder. This is actual real-time information used by uh, radar systems to locate aircraft. It does feel a bit dodgy, doesn't it? But uh, it's, um, it's interesting. It's a clever bit of technology. It does. I kind of feel like I'm part of James Bond. Where it is really good, though, and this is more for the radio hams out there, of course, and now you're a radio ham yourself, aren't you, Kelly? I am. M6KFA. OK, so what we have to do is fire up this weird little engine called Zadig which I've no idea what Zadig is, but it does seem to work. You then load up something called SDR Sharp, which is using the hash sign. So just click on that for me. Okay. And basically, we've now got a radio receiver where you can type in a frequency. So if we type in the uh, frequency of a local commercial radio station, 1062, there we get a nice little pattern of the, uh, the radio station. We can also tune it to a uh, local amateur radio repeater. Okay, so there we can see the local repeater. Not very active at the moment, but it's nice and blue. It is, it's lovely. It looks like a sunset. And we can tune to any frequency from 24 megahertz right the way up to about 1.6 gigahertz. And it will show us on screen what's going on. And for the technically minded, we've got switches for narrow band and wideband FM, AM, upper sideband, lower sideband. So you can listen in to any kind of data or voice frequency anywhere in the spectrum. That's not too bad. Tell me though, Pete, how many hours have you already spent on this? More than I care to imagine, including taking lots of screenshots and detailed descriptions of actually how to use it. But it is rather impressive for anyone that's a little bit geeky and likes their tech. You think about it, you've got DAB, you've got Freeview, you've got FM and AM radio stations, all your radio frequencies, including all the ham frequencies, and the ability to track aircraft, all from one USB stick. And go on, how much do you reckon? Around £40? It does come with an aerial as well and a remote control. Ah, OK. Then I would probably say you're looking at around 70 to 80 OK, so would it surprise you if I said it was £9.99? 
you're kidding me. That surprises me a lot. I feel like I'm on one of those shopping channels, you know, where you're constantly trying to, would you believe? No, not 70. No, not 60. Do you phone now? Just 9.99. And it comes equipped with this beautiful aerial. Oh, I like it. Pete, I can see you playing the little host doing that. We'll see you on the bargain channel. Brilliant. Great. There you go. So if you're interested, up on the website, you will find pictures of this rather impressive little dongle. Hi, this is Susie Perry and you're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK TV and tech podcast. Okay, next, I think it's time to say a few thank yous, don't you? Yes, I do. I want to say first off, a big thanks to everyone that entered our competition for Gadget Show Live tickets and a big thanks to this year's organisers. Yes, we were originally given five pairs of tickets to give away, but the event organisers gave us some more to give away, meaning that almost everyone who entered our competition has been given the offer of going to the show. How cool is that? All of our listeners off to Gadget Show Live. Fantastic news. So we'll be up there in Birmingham on the press day reporting on the show and hopefully while we're there during the week we'll try and catch up with a few of our winners. Now if you are attending Gadget Show, do have a good time and stay tuned for updates and tweets on our website. And of course the address is www.frequencycast.co.uk And I also want to give a big thanks to our listeners for helping vote for us in the 2012 European Podcast Awards. Now, Kelly, how many countries took part? Ten took part. And how many podcasts were entered into this year's awards? 2,800 podcasts were actually submitted. First of all, we'd like to thank all submitted podcasts and their producers, all listeners and voters, all journalists, media experts and the jury members for taking part this year. All national and European winners of the European Podcast Award can be found on Facebook. Congratulations! You have deserved being the top notch in your category this year. And if you heard our little update in March, you will know that FrequencyCast was awarded the best UK non-profit podcast. Thank you so much for making us number one. You are such a happy bunny, aren't you? Oh, I really am. Honestly, it's like all of my Christmases come at once. And very soon, hopefully the trophy, which is currently winging its way to us, will be in our hot and sweaty little hands and there'll be a picture of you and I holding the trophy with big grins. How's that? It literally will be like a Cheshire cat. Now, Kelly, before we started recording, you were talking about one of my Facebook posts that's been up on the website in the last month or so. What was that one? Can you just remind me? Yes, you said that the BBC has moved down to the TV centre and now I have to change my ringtone. That is true. My ringtone needs to change. Why? Do me a favour. Can you ring me? You've got my number in the in the speed dial yeah. there, yeah? Of course. Number one. Now, it's very naughty because we're not allowed our phones on in the studio normally, but you're just about to ring me now. There we go. Right. Okay, do you know what that is? It's BBC News 24. Why is that your ringtone? I love it. It's a nice little theme tune. I think it's something to do with me previously working in broadcast, where that's a piece of music that just appeals. Now, on the 18th of March, they changed it. And you're very sad about this, I take it. I'm beginning to get used to the new theme tune. The reason it's an issue is I put up a post about it and I've had quite a few people talking about a piece of theme tune. You'd be surprised that people are interested in the fact that it's changed. I thought it was just me being sad and having that as my ringtone, but it's it's interested the world. What is um, kind of interesting that you may not be aware of is our theme, because it was the BBC theme that helped get our news themes and our jingles to where they are today. That is quite interesting. I didn't know that. 
So the original brief when we got the uh, Frequency Cast news theme composed was a cross between BBC News 24 and Tomorrow's World. Okay. And just to remind you, this is what it sounds like. And those beeps, do you know where that came from? I have no idea. Okay, close your eyes. Okay. Okay, so I can hear them. Am I allowed to open my eyes now? You can open your eyes now. A watch? Yep, that was from a 1980s Casio digital watch. That was the uh, device responsible for the beeps that you hear in our jingles. How retro of you. There you go, a little peep behind the curtain of what goes on at Frequency Cast and how these things are all put together. On the subject of watches, I want to talk about our final item for this show, which is smart watches. Have you heard lots about this in the news of late? Yes, I have. Can you remember who's about to bring some of these things out, apart from Apple, of course? LG and Google are about to launch new smart watches. But the one to watch you may not be aware of is called the Pebble. Have you come across the Pebble yet? I have never heard of the Pebble. Out next month, it's been put together as part of a Kickstarter campaign. This thing has raised 10 million via Kickstarter, and next month, the first of these are going to be rolling out. I'm hoping we get to see some of these at Gadget Show Live. That sounds absolutely fantastic to get that much back in. Basically, they run on Android and iOS phones. You put it on your watch, and it wirelessly Bluetooth links to your phone. So you can have your phone in your pocket, or in your case, in your handbag, and on the screen... It uses the same technology as a Kindle for the sort of the, the screen and the e-ink to link wirelessly to your phone. How cool is that? I don't know. I'm not a fan of smartwatches. It doesn't look too bulky, does it? Certainly compared with some of the uh, the mobile phone watches like the uh, Swap Watch that our Carl carries around. It looks very lightweight. You could wear it on a daily basis quite easily. And what are some of the examples of what we've just seen it doing in the video clip? Well, it flags up messages that come via your um, smartphone, lets you know who's calling, you can control music via your iPhone or can you do it via iPod? Uh, yeah, it's an iPod Touch or an Android phone or an uh, Apple uh, iPhone, yeah. It's also quite good for people who exercise, so you can time yourself doing different laps. It also has a bike computer. And that's just using the GPS on the phone, so it's all basically using the phone's functionality but Bluetooth to your uh, to your watch. Now, I'm going to get one. I think that is an awesome little bit of technology. You're less convinced, but I'm going to go for it. I just, I don't feel that it's necessary. The pros are incoming caller ID, email, Facebook, SMS, iMessage, calendar alert, Twitter, weather announcements, and it looks like a watch. Customizable screen for your watch, so it's uh, it's quite impressive. The only real downside to this is the uh, the battery life. So you need to charge it once a week, which for a watch is quite a lot, isn't it? Well, it is, but they're not so much for a phone. The other downside to this is it does take uh, between 5 and 10% of your battery life because you do need Bluetooth on the whole time. And I don't know about you, but my smartphone needs a charge every day. Yeah, mine needs a charge every day. And I, I couldn't afford to lose that really during the day while I'm working. Nonetheless, if you're interested, this could be the one to watch. It's certainly going to be cheaper than the Apple, the LG and the Google Watch. Current estimates are for about £100 in the UK. And uh, you can pre-order now and they should be out next month. Well, I think that's a more than reasonable price for, for everything that it actually does. 
It's not far off my birthday. If you want to put that on the list for me, that'd be great. Yeah, good luck. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for the interaction part of this show. For transcripts, longer versions of what we've covered in today's show, and all the video links we've talked about, go to the show notes. The address, Kelly, is... www.frequencycast.co.uk Oh, and while I remember, if you're a fan of the TV series Only Fools and Horses, you might want to have a listen to my interview with one of the show's stars, which I recorded last month. Find out what went on behind the scenes of the show and whether there'll ever be another series. There's a link on our show notes and in our news blog. Hi, this is Sue Holderness, Marlene from Only Fools and Horses, and you are listening to the Frequency Cast Technology Show. Yippee! Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Interaction. And it's time for your questions. If you want to ask us a techie question or comment on what you've heard in today's show, please get in touch. Kelly, who have we heard from first? We have heard from WebDude. Okay, just before you read this one out, could you just remind our listener of the pod line number, please? 0208 133 Right. Now, apparently you've made two mistakes there. Ah, uh, of course. Go on. Right. Okay, what does the email here say? It says, just a quick pedant note. The code for London is 020, not 0208 or 0207. Unfortunately, far too many media people still say 0207 or similar, and this confuses Londoners into thinking that it's okay to quote the numbers in that way. Obviously, I'd like to hear you say it as 020-8133-4567, though I'll let you off with... 020-813-34567. Now, I don't know about you, but I think both of those sound wrong. Oh, I think they sound wrong. Maybe we're just too used to saying it the incorrect way. Well, I think that's it. And uh, if anyone was looking at our Facebook or Twitter or our blog in the last few weeks, they'd have seen quite a long and tedious debate about how to do the numbers. And I think what has come out of it is uh, we should stick to what we do because it sounds good. The overwhelming vote from the, uh, from the listener is for the status quo. However, just read what uh, Martin Watkins had to say there. Martin says, as long as they say zero and not O, I'm happy. I did that, didn't I? You did. That was the other mistake you made. Oh, no. Am I allowed to sulk? <laughs> While you're sulking, let's take a podline call. This one is from Mr. Clark about Sky Digital. My uh, Sky signal has gone down. I've tried to replace the LMB system and I'm still not getting any signal from the back of my house. How high do I have to put my aerial to get a clear signal? Because I think I might be um, impeded by um, some trees blocking the signal. Well, Mr Clark, it's important to say that it's not about the height. A dish could be right on the ground and still get a signal. It's actually about having clear line of sight to the orbiting satellites. And yes, a tree can cause problems, especially when the leaves are wet. Now, Kelly, do you remember what that does to the signal? It attenuates. So yes, in autumn, when all the leaves have fallen off your trees, that might explain why your satellite signal is getting better. The uh, trick is either to trim your tree or reposition the dish so that it can see the satellite with no obstructions. And you can pick up a cheap satellite signal detector for under a tenner. The links are on our show notes. 
Next is Peter McKenzie. He says, I hope you might be able to reassure me about the possible effects of 4G on my rather unusual requirements. Now, as you remember, in the last show, we talked about the fact that in a few months' time, people are going to start losing their free view in favour of uh, the 4G signal. He says, I have Sky, so should have no problems. However, I am very fussy about picture and sound quality, and I also want to archive concerts to disc. I have a Freeview HD Blu-ray recorder because Sky can't export recordings in HD. Peter goes on to say that he's recording using the TV aerial and the built-in tuners so he can record full HD and 5.1 surround sound on the built-in recorder. Peter is in Oxford, which does mean he's likely to be at risk of interference when 4G arrives. Are you following this, Kelly? Just about. Well, it does seem that homes in two kilometres of a 4G mast are likely to be the most affected, and it's probable that Oxford will be in that category. Now, the ways around this are to make sure you don't have a loft amplifier or a rooftop amplifier, you have a decent Yagi antenna pointing at the correct TV transmitter, and in a lot of cases, a filter provided by the 4G companies will fix it. Has that made it clearer, Kelly? It has. I just really hope I don't have that problem. You need to get yourself one of these memory sticks and watch your TV over the internet. That is exactly what I'm going to do. OK, Kelly, and one more email from you, please. This one is from Ian Kendall, G6ARO. He says, congratulations on getting the podcast award. Well deserved. Don't know if you have seen them, but there is a dual band VHF, UHF handheld transceiver for under £40, including the charger. He's talking about the Baofeng UV5RA. They are nice radios, and I would like to show you my slightly older model. This is the Baofeng 3. Nice little radio, isn't it? Pocket-sized, girly radio. It is. It's absolutely perfect for me. And indeed, you can have that one. That's my spare Baofeng radio. So you've now got your first Baofeng radio. One for the handbag, and next time we're on a field event, you're taking that with you, and we're going to do some ham-to-ham chat. Okay, that sounds great. His suggestion there is that to program it, you get the additional lead, which costs just over £10, and you use the Chirp software rather than the software that's supplied. Oh, and thanks to everyone who got in touch about Mustard TV. As we mentioned in our March update, with Norwich being the home of Coleman's Mustard, that's the obvious choice of a name for a Norwich TV station. Okay, well, that is it for the feedback for this show. If you want to ask us a question, pick the topic for the next show or set our Kelly a challenge, here's how to get in touch. You can call us on 0208 133 4567 and leave us a voicemail. Or you can text us on 07882 043521. Or you can send us a mail via the Contact Us button on the website and the address is www.frequencycast.co.uk Right, until uh, the next show and Gadget Show Live Goodbye Frequency Cast Shut down in progress Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast For news updates and to get in touch with us go to frequencycast.co.uk While you're there click the Add Us to iTunes button You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter Just search for Frequency Cast Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.